deciding who wins the game on this call. The call on the field stands. Touchdown. After review, it has been determined that the receiver did not maintain. Quarterback's arm is going forward. And That's the worst call in the history of all sports. Welcome to another bad call where the refs aren't the only ones who get it wrong. I'm your host, Justin West, and my sidekick here is a man who's never seen a ref make a call that he's agreed with, JD. What's going on, big man? How are we doing? I'm doing well. It's uh, it's the holiday season, and I'm I'm in the in the spirit. And the spirits, um, but uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, get a little uh, Thursday night football, last one of the year. Trying to will my Chiefs players to give me some points in season long playoffs, and uh, not not going as well as I had hoped so far. But uh, yeah, man, I I, I need a uh, Tyree Kill touchdown in the worst way here. Tyree killing me, Kelsey. Either one, as long as it's passing through Mahomes, I'll I'll take either at this point. But I, I really, I mean, since it'll help both of us, I think we should just go for Tyree Kill. If if yeah, I don't know, Kelsey. Well, don't, if Kelsey, don't be greedy. Don't, don't be greedy. Needs to go it, to hell. I don't care. What, <laughs> Hill just needs the touchdown. Like I don't care how we get there. We just need a Hill touchdown. Is he on the field? <laughs> it doesn't uh, look that way. Uh, no, no. That's all right, but uh, anyway, how you doing, bud? Oh, I'm doing good, man. Uh, you, you mentioned being in the spirits. I'm sitting here uh, about ten feet away from my my Christmas tree that's too big for our living room, so I, I have no choice but to be in the Christmas spirit. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not nearly as big as that massive tree that you put up in your house, but you know, perspective, you know, I, I, I guess. Clark Clark Griswold is an idol of mine, so gotta gotta go big. Uh, I need to be standing outside, emptying out the uh, RV shitter. Then, <laughs> oh, not in my neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you got uh, you got anything to drink tonight? Well, I do have something to drink. It is not of the uh, spirit variety. I'm uh, I'm living that that toddler life. My my two year old's running me ragged, so uh, I'm drinking a little chamomile tea to try to help get me some sleep tonight. Uh, I, you said toddler life. I thought you were gonna say juicy juice. Hey, <laughs> I I don't I don't need that sugar right now. <laughs> hey man, speaking of juicy juice, my, I'm drinking a beer called Lucy Juicy. So, uh, ooh, who makes that one? Uh, short fuse. I don't know if I've had this one on the podcast or not before. But it's it's pretty good. It's out of uh, Schiller Park, Illinois. Good good stuff. Wait, are you are you at the point of your garage fridge that you're recycling beers now? Well, I you know I buy more than one. It's I, it's the the fact is there's so many in there. I I can't recall when I've had one that I've. Need to get you like a chart. Need a chart that, that we put up next to that. 
your fridge so you can just check it off so you know which ones you've tried and whatnot. I suppose. I got another one here to back <laughs> me up, too. I got another beer here to back me up once, once this one goes away. So, uh, that, that's, that's usually the case, so I only typically talk about one of them, though. <laughs> yeah, good for you, buddy. I got one more day, and then I start my week-long vacation. Actually, a little bit longer since we got Christmas holiday tacked on. But that being said, let's talk a little bit about the football. Why don't you uh, tell us how you did last week? All right. Well, first of all, congrats on, on winning the bets that we made last week. We had two bets. We had a Mahomes bet uh, set the over-under at 20. And he did go for 24-8, so you won that one. And uh, then we had a lineup where we each had to make a lineup built out of the players that we recommended last week and uh, then fill in the gaps and went head-to-head. And on the back of Amari Cooper's 52-point day, <laughs> yeah. you you ended up beating me by 22. And uh, I think had it not been for Cooper, I probably would have won that one. Uh very well could have been. But However. I don't think I talked about Cooper last week. You did not. He was but, just a fill-in spot. So I will tell you that I was very high on Cooper uh, in his matchup against the Eagles, and I had him in several tournament spots, and he, he, made, me, he made me some money last week. So Yeah, um, that is not Tyreek Hill. Okay, good. They stopped him. Um, so I, I had – Four total head-to-head matchups, including the one with you. And I, I went 50-50 on those. Uh, I lost to you and one other uh, DK player. Uh, I was able to end up cashing in the uh, DFS Edge Listener League, thanks to Cooper. So I was kind of okay losing to you in our little head-to-head because I made much more money off of the, the Listener League than <laughs> losing to you. Uh, other than that, it was a pretty rough weekend for me. I ended up getting knocked out of the playoffs in my redraft league uh, because Tyler Boyd and David Njoku combined for less than 10 points, uh, which is just not acceptable in fantasy playoffs. Uh, It was a very rough week for me from a fantasy standpoint. But, you know, we capped it off with a Big Bears win, so I slept okay Sunday night. How'd you end up doing, you know, aside from winning our bets, of course? Um, Yeah, I had a positive uh, return on my DraftKings investments last week in my cash lineup. uh, I wasn't superb, but it was enough to be above water. My cash lineup ended up at 144.08. I won 24 out of uh, 41 head-to-heads, and I cashed in the $25 double up. Um, that, That lineup was buoyed by Christian McCaffrey, Travis Kelsey, Philip Lindsay, Deshaun Hamilton, which was kind of my uh, see my low ball la- after Manny Sanders uh, ended up uh, going out for the season. Deshaun Hamilton at 3,000 was just too, uh, too cheap to pass up. So it was actually a pretty well-balanced lineup despite uh, Chris Godwin only getting – 2.3, um, but uh, not not too bad. And like I said, I had a couple of tournament lineups. I, I too, cashed in the uh, Listener League. 
I cash in a million maker, cash a couple other places. So it was a good week. Uh, I'm excited to play play again this week. Uh, got a little bit of a different uh, um, slate, being that we have uh, two games on Saturday. Uh, so we got 11 games this weekend, and that's not good for any of my players. So, yeah, Damian Williams just got another touchdown. So, uh, the cheap running back for the Chiefs is uh, killing it this week. But he's also he may be killing my season-long hopes. I'm in the quarter or the semifinals, and my lineup is. Uh, bolstered with chiefs not named damian williams yeah it's not helping me out a ton either uh, i needed hill to do something and now that they're down two scores i'm not sure the Chargers are going to use justin jackson as much as i was hoping for either so well raspberries <laughs> <laughs> probably not but uh speaking of winning uh, i do want to mention that we are running our contest to give away one of our first run another bad call podcast t-shirts and what we need you to do is leave a five-star rating and review on itunes um, and let us know about it and we'll enter you into the drawing for that t-shirt uh, pretty pretty excited to get some some uh swag out there and, and how, how long do they have to do that again uh well we're we were uh, hoping to get that in uh this week before christmas um, so that we could announce next week on the podcast. So basically by Thursday, the 20th would be 20th of December. We'd like you to get that in there. Yeah. So, get those ratings and reviews in, man. We want to get those shirts out there. Absolutely. Well, that being said, let's go ahead and move on to week 15 on the main slate of DraftKings and, uh, who are you liking at quarterback this week? Well, liking may be a bit of a strong word, but uh, we'll go with who I'm looking at. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with uh, Kirk Cousins at home against Miami for 6,200. Uh, just a little reasons why here I'm looking. Miami gives up the 13th most QB or points to QBs per pro football focus. Uh, Cousins has scored over 17 points in all but four games. Miami is 26th in points allowed, according to full pro football reference. Uh, the interesting thing about this one for me is they just had an OC change, and I really think uh, their new OC is going to need to prove a point. Uh, so I think they're going to pull out every, every trick they have uh, to try to put up some points and really do a statement game for a team that's you know, trying to get into the playoffs and you know, they're on the verge of losing their season. Yeah, they, they're definitely, they're still in the hunt, but they need to kind of make a change. And I, I, I can see them trying to get back to what where they were at the beginning of the season, feeding Adam Thielen the ball, getting Diggs some uh, big play opportunities, uh, which all of that should, in fact, bode well for Cousins. Um, so I don't, I don't hate it. I'm not sure he's quite in my uh, cash viability. Uh, I think I'm probably overall going to lean towards um, trying to uh, play somebody a little bit cheaper at the quarterback position in my cash lineup. But 
for some tournament lineups, I, I like that play as well. Uh, myself, I'm looking at Matt Ryan, um, and he is um, 6,100. He's, he's at home. They're going against an Arizona team um, who Pro Football Focus rates as the, the worst team in the NFL right now. That's just on an overall um, basis. But Matt Ryan on the year is averaging um, plus 4.93 points um, over expected value on DraftKings. Actually, that's the last 10 games, uh, and he's exceeded value 80% of the time. Um, Atlanta's got a team total... Uh, in Vegas right now projected at 27 points, which is the second highest on, on the main slate. So far, uh, Ryan's passed for 28 touchdowns, which is the sixth most, most of quarterbacks. Um, and just like to point out, I, I like to check out uh, everybody's different models on Fantasy Labs, and, and Ryan is popping towards the top in mine. He, he is the number one quarterback in the Adam Levantan model, so... Yeah, so the the nice thing about Matt Ryan is somehow this guy flies under the radar all the time. Uh, I don't think he's going to be a what you call a chalk play, uh, which is always nice, uh, despite the fact that he's put up over 20 points in all but, I think, three games this year. Uh, Atlanta is on a, what, five-game losing streak. Uh, so there's this... Uh, perception that because they're losing that he's not been playing well or that you know he's not been viable as a fantasy option so he goes under the radar so you're probably going to have a different lineup than a lot of people just starting him yeah again another guy because he's over six thousand i'm not sure if he's going to be um, my go-to for my cash lineup but we'll have some pieces of him this week uh he he's Seems like he's he's due basically for a big game, and he's got the right matchup to do it. So uh, I just hope that um, it can go through Julio <laughs> selfishly. But <laughs> yeah, I I'm totally okay with that as well. Uh, and the nice thing is, is they're not really a team that ever puts you in danger of just running the ball like crazy with Tevin Coleman if they get to a big lead they, because most of their ground game comes through the air anyway. Right on, right on. So let's go ahead and uh, see what's uh, what's looking good at running back this week. There seems to be uh, – last week we had a real, lot of cheap value, and those cheap guys are still out there, a lot of the same guys. However, um, they might not be quite as cheap this week. But uh, who are you looking at? Well, I'm, I'm going to go back to that Minnesota-Miami game, and I'm going to play Dalvin Cook. Uh, be, <laughs> and here's the thing. The, the rumor is that uh, DiFilippo was uh, instructed by Zimmer uh, numerous times, like, hey, we, we've got to do something to get our ground game going, get, get that going a little bit more. And for whatever reason, he just wouldn't do it. Uh, and he's out of a job now. So I would suspect that, this new OC is going to understand that you've got to get Dalvin Cook involved a little bit more. And since their offensive line is not the best at, uh, you know, just pure running, uh, 
it's going to be a lot of dump off passes, I would suspect, or, you know, screen game. And in a full point PPR system, uh, that bodes well, assuming the rumors are true and that's how things go. Uh, Dalvin Cook has scored 16.6, 18.6, and 19.3 in his last three games or in his last three weeks. And Miami happens to give up the seventh most points to running backs. So all those things combined uh, put him in a good situation uh, to to put up that you know sixteen point minimum. I'm not going to necessarily say it's a floor, but you know I would say his floor is probably in the like fourteen point. But he's got a ceiling of like twenty five. Uh, so stacking him with Cousins is where I'm looking. Okay, okay. I can't say that I've got a lot of uh, big hopes for um, for him, but he does have the talent. He proved that a lot last year. Well, I want to be very clear. As a Bears fan, my hope is that I am dead wrong on both of these and Miami wins these games. However, from a fantasy standpoint, I like to hedge my bets. So... Uh, <laughs> So long as you're hedging them in in uh, well thought out ways, I don't I don't have an issue with that. Well, um, I mean the the guy I'm playing in my dynasty playoffs, I've decided to play as many of his players as I can in my in a DraftKings lineup this week, so that if they go ham, I'm gonna be making some money. I hear That's... you. Well, maybe I should maybe I should take a look at that uh, in my playoffs too. It might uh, might soothe the pain a little bit, but. Um, the guy I've initially been looking at at running back position is David Johnson. I'm not sure if I'm all the way there for him on cash because, I mean, I, I, <laughs> I'm going to want to play Zeke and Saquon, and it, it's hard to fit those two along with David Johnson. But uh, David Johnson has a potentially good matchup here. He's 7,100. Um, going against in Matt Ryan's team, the Atlanta Falcons, um, who have given up uh, eight games this year to running backs that were, that were higher than 20 DraftKings points. Uh, they've, they're totally susceptible to the pass. And in that uh, vein, uh, last week, the first week that uh, Arizona had to play without Christian Kirk, David Johnson got 10 targets. So um, the the game total on this game is, is only 44 total. Uh, so that, that might want to uh, drive, tend to drive some ownership off of this game. Uh, definitely think that uh, David Johnson is a, a good option this week. Uh, he may be... Um, cash viable if you if you can't spend up for both of the top end guys uh, but he's definitely tournament viable yeah you can't really argue with that one uh there are certain plays that have been this is what you do this year uh generally speaking uh, any defense going against buffalo or your offensive players against cincinnati in the last you know, six weeks or whatever. Uh, and one of those, again, is running backs against Atlanta, especially pass-catching running backs against Atlanta. Uh, I suspect he'll be a fairly chalky play. Uh, 
my only concern with him. I mean, they've got him listed as probable that he is dealing with a quad injury. And with that, Chase Edmond has been getting a little bit more involved. Uh, will he vulture a couple of goal line carries? You know, that that's my only concern. Other than that, I love that play. Yeah. Yeah. Could be, could be, uh, like I said, it's early in the week. Uh, got to pay attention to the late breaking news. Um, and there's your Justin Jackson touchdown. Yeah, you couldn't hear it because I had it muted, and then I immediately yelled at myself for almost waking up my toddler. But the the, <laughs> the full on loud clap happened, so uh, <laughs> that's nice. that's big. Nice. Well, uh, back back to this slate. Uh, running back, a lot of lot of good options out there. Um, and I was saying you got to pay attention to the news because. The, the injury reports really do uh, play a big factor on uh, who could or could not be a potential value in some of these matchups, especially this time of year. Uh, teams are a lot more willing if, if they're out of it or if they're um, maybe in a good position where the game doesn't matter as much to sit some players. So that's an important thing to pay attention. Uh, but let's go ahead and move on to the wide receiver position. Yeah, real quick, that just that last thing you mentioned, uh, when you get those teams that are out of it, a lot of times they like to see what they have in their younger players. So, you know, that's just one thing to keep in mind there. Um, it's a good place to find value, too, if you're you know, paying attention and find somebody. Uh, wide receiver, I'm going to the uh, New England at Pittsburgh game, and I am looking at Juju Smith-Schuster. He's a little more expensive than what I normally like to do with receiver in tournament play. But just these couple of stats make it really hard to ignore. Uh, the guy has 128 targets. It's just under 10 per game. On those 128 targets, he's got 91 receptions. That's seven per game. Okay, Seven catches in a game that Vegas has the line set at 52 points. There could be a lot, a lot of balls to go around in this game. Uh, I expect it to come down a wire. I would not be surprised if they go over that 52, uh, you know, and I'm not saying Juju's going to get all of that, obviously, but I expect him to be heavily involved in this one. He has the best uh, wide receiver to cornerback matchup of the receivers on Pittsburgh. So uh, he will be in at least a lineup. Yeah, he's definitely been killing it, and he had a huge week last week. Uh, fortunately, I think that might drive his ownership up. Um, and while last week I was down on Antonio Brown, and uh, that kind of actually paid off, uh, I, I had him as my chalk buster of the week, and he certainly didn't pay off his value. Uh, I actually think this week might be the week for Antonio. So... Um, a little more digging into it, um, but I, I feel like uh, New England is a little bit stronger on the inside than they are on the outside, and that that might bode well for Antonio. Yeah, uh, based on what I'm seeing, uh, at least through Pro Football Focus, that Stefan Gilmore is likely to shadow cover Antonio, and then. Uh, you got J.C. Jackson that'll most likely be lined up with Juju for a good portion of the game anyway. And 
like I said, that he's got a one percent advantage over Juju, which is the best matchup out of the out of the three that you know get listed. So, like I said, that many targets uh, at, that justifies that price. You know, if he gets seven receptions for you know eighty and a touchdown, he's made his value. The problem is, is if he you know comes up with like twelve points, you're not getting your value back. Yeah. So. Well, the guy I'm looking at is Tyler Boyd, uh, Cincinnati wide receiver. And I, I had kind of been off this guy for several weeks now because his price just got super inflated, um, especially when A.J. Green went down down, and uh, he was getting all the touchdowns in the middle of the season. Uh, but he's, he's back down to 5,700, and he's playing against Oakland. And he plays that kind of role um, – while he's their best receiver, he still plays the position, uh, that role that Juju played, um, <clears throat> that inside, more inside uh, role. He's got the, per pro football focus, he's got the best wide receiver cornerback advantage this week um, on the whole week at a 42% over Nick Nelson. Uh, he's top three in my model on Fantasy Labs. Uh and and forgetting, you know, a guy getting eight to ten targets a game uh, at sub six thousand, it's it's kind of kind of hard to pass up. But he's got a team total of twenty four and a half, um, and on the year, Tyler Boyd has a seventy three point five percent catch rate, and and averages uh, thirteen point eight yards per catch. So pretty pretty healthy. Yeah, I I want to love that play. I do, but he has burned me so many times this year. It's re, it's really hard. As I mentioned, <laughs> him and David and Joku combined for less than ten points last week cost me uh, essentially moving on in my redraft league. So well, then so uh, you fade him and I play him and I win all the money because he burns you again. It's <laughs> well, well, you know, whatever. He's not. <laughs> I'm out of the that league, so is what it is. But uh, it's hard to argue with the matchup. Hard to argue with the price, uh, especially like you said at the volume. Uh, when you're getting that kind of volume and you're you're under that six k, uh, that pretty much just screams put me in your tournament lineup. So yeah, yeah, for sure. I yeah, I don't know. Depending if I have the money, this guy might be in my cash lineup this week. Looking at it, it's hard. It's hard to make any decisions on your cash lineup uh, before Saturday evening, anyway. But yeah, my my cash lineup is usually done about ten thirty on Sunday. So, <laughs> oh, I definitely I, I part of my process is to look at it Saturday night, try to flesh something out to just have okay. This is this is my base that I I'm I'm starting from. Then I relook at it s- Sunday morning. Um, looking at news and, and digging even more into stats and trying to get a feel for for what what's going to happen uh, and uh, and settle. I, I I try to be settled by ten ten thirty so that I can build a few tournament lineups, but I don't like to build my tournament lineups until I have my cash lineup set. So. Um, <laughs> Don't mind that tangent we just went down on uh, <laughs> how much time we devote to this addiction of ours. If I was getting paid by the hour, I'd have a nice 
part-time job here. So uh, I'd have a much better bankroll. That's for sure. <laughs> um, that being said, let's go ahead and move on to the tight end position. All right. Well, I'm going to stay at that game and complete my uh, home team plays. As you noticed, all of my plays this week uh, are playing at home. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to go with CJ Uzama, 3,600 against Oakland. According to Pro Football Focus, Oakland gives up the most fantasy points to tight ends. He has at least at least three targets in the last six games. Uh, and since week eight, he is actually ninth in the league for number of tight end targets. Uh, he does have a low floor, but I think his ceiling is there just because of the matchup. Uh, neither defense can stop anybody so this one has the potential to go crazy so uh at that cheap of a price it allows me to put in some higher price guys like my eight thousand on juju now uzama has burned me this year too but i was just gonna say you're talking about guys (laughs) who burned you man i I think I got I got a zero spot from him the one time I played him in my cash I, lineup and I kind of feel like a Bengals fan right now because we just talked about how bad Tyler Boyd's, Boyd's burned me Uzama's burned oh, us yeah. you know and, and Bengals Nation is going welcome to being a Bengals fan yeah the Bungles for sure and, um, I I can you know I was looking at at some stuff so and he he was he was looking high on the viable options at, at his price and everything. And uh, I don't know if I can click him or not, but uh, he's not uh, other metrics and everything say he should be a good play. Um, <clears throat> I'm actually going back to that game. Also uh, looking at the tight end on the other side of the field in Jared cook. Uh, this guy has had some really big games this year. Uh, 5,600. He's kind of a little pricier. Uh, but uh, the slate is missing a couple of the other um, high-end tight ends so far. Um, he's Cincinnati gives up 15.9 DraftKings points per game, uh, and the Oakland offense really does run through Jerry Cook. He's the um, leading receiver on the team uh, by over 300 yards. He's coming off of two straight 100-yard games. And on the uh, Pro Football Focus uh, matchups, he's got the tight, the top-rated uh, matchup for tight ends on the week. So, Yeah, uh, the game plan for Oakland the last two weeks, and it's been working pretty good for him, has been uh, hike the ball, throw to Jared Cook, and it, it seems to be helping them out a little bit. They probably should have been doing a little bit more this year. But uh, you mentioned at his price. It, the thing is, at that point in time, we've talked about this before, uh, you're getting essentially a cheaper uh, wide receiver at that point in time because of the numbers. Uh, you know, Tyler Boyd, you said 5,700, has 98 targets on the year. Uh, Jared Cook has 86. You know, so for a tight end, I mean, really? Come on. Yeah. It, you, again, volume, matchup, price. When those three things go together, it's hard to leave them out of out of your lineup. Um, yeah. You know, even even though you may have been burned before on certain players because of those situations, 
you've got to keep doing it. That's that's where when we say trust the process, that's what we're talking about. Definitely. And and so, I mean, we've just gone through, through some of the plays that, that we're uh, liking and sticking out to us so far this week. And, and, and just because these guys are on some bad teams, you know, Cincinnati, Oakland, it ain't, ain't going to get a lot of viewership or anything like that. But from a fantasy standpoint, the, the matchups could lead to a shootout. And on this slate, when a lot of the uh, um, higher-end teams are, are off the slate, you know, you, no Rams, no Saints, no Panthers, you know, so you don't have Christian McCaffrey, uh the Chiefs and the Chargers are playing tonight. You got a couple of Saturday games. You know, it, the, overall the slate looks like it might be lower scoring than normal, but this game in particular could could have a little bit of a shootout potential. So even though there's some not bad, not good teams, uh, could could lead to some uh, nice fantasy performances. Yeah, the the point totals might start going down because as the weather gets colder, you know, it it, pl- it does play a role in these things. Uh, teams tend to like to run the ball a little bit more. It's a little bit safer. Uh, my caution with the Oakland game is anytime you've got, you know, a West Coast type team coming uh, to a colder weather environment, uh, things can get a little a little dicey. Uh, but, yeah, it's got the potential to just be a blowout. And as we were talking with the, the fantasy points being lower, it's not like it's just one game or one team that points total. It's across the whole league. So, uh, you know, within perspective, it it's all the same. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, it's looking, uh, you know, I'm not saying that Oakland's going to win, but – I don't know, both the, it's hard to say. You're playing a lot of guys that weren't starting five weeks ago. Oakland traded away half their team this year. Cincinnati's had a lot of uh, a lot of injuries, a lot of bad coaches on their team. So <laughs> it, it 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 really just could lead to uh, some higher scoring, or it could lead to a crappy game. Who knows? But uh, some of these games are are low totals this week. We're, when typically we've had three to four games that are had a 50 point uh total um this this one stands out a little bit to me so yeah it should be a fun fun week to watch and it's definitely got a potential to go high do uh do you have any props that you were looking at this week you know, I I do not. I was too busy licking my wounds over over the last week. Um, I'll just I will leave everyone with this: that uh, Amari Cooper is now uh, the guy. Obviously, in in Dallas, the offense runs pretty much how him and Zeke Elliott run. And he did have a monster week last week, and he does have a good matchup this week. But I will caution to lower your expectations. Well, yeah, Cooper. you know, you're not <laughs> 50 Well, points. again, he's not getting 50 points, you know, but uh, don't don't expect a 30 banger from him even. For sure. So that, that's what I said. I'm not going to call it 
you know, a chalk buster. I still think he's got the easy potential to go go for three X. But just, you know, temper your expectations a little bit. Well, um, the Colts have been pretty good against uh, wide receivers. So uh, uh, I, I'd expect Elliott to have another bang-up game. But uh, I he, he's been killing it. Actually, since Amari got there, Elliott's production has gone way up. So he's, he's in that range where he's one of the guys that is cash viable every week and and in a week where you don't have CMC or Gurley uh I think you you really got to look at locking him in um uh, totally agree that that's the effect that having a good receiver can do because now teams have to worry about both sides of it oh that was Justin Jackson <laughs> oh my goodness I almost woke the kid up again uh JD JD's uh you got a little uh, excitement here at this at this point i'm pulling for some overtime so i'm i'm puckering <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a close one um well i i don't i don't know if i got a a prop um actually here i want to ask you this because i'm kind of um this guy's been killing me all year uh and, and i think that his ownership is going to be super low and he's got all the potential in the world. But what I, I'm going to give you 10 DraftKings points um, on Kenny Galladay uh, over under 10 DraftKings points this week. Kenny Galladay over under 10 points. Well, they got Buffalo, right? Buffalo, yes. At Buffalo. Oh, 10 points. That's five catches, 50. Ooh. Man, put me on the spot here. No time to prepare. Off the cuff, uh, I'm saying under. Yeah, I'll take the over on that one. And then uh, I think we should take and have another. Um, well, th- then we should have pre, pre-podcast pre a little. little we had a little heated discussion about Mitchell Trubisky, one Mitchell Trubisky. And, and, and uh, if, if you've been paying close attention to uh, to us this year, you'll know that uh, I'm a bit higher on my man Mitch uh, than J.D. is. Um, and, and we tend to have some uh, passionate arguments either way. So... Um, his projection on Fantasy Labs this week is 20.5. I will take the over if you want to take the under on that one. It's 20.5? 20.5. Here's the deal. I will take the under all day, every day. And I'm going to I'm gonna tell you why. really has absolutely nothing to do so much with um, whether or not I think he's going to go over or under. I want to be wrong. I, I want to be wrong so bad but <laughs> if i'm not it makes me look smart for once so <laughs> i i am i am taking the under i've said it and said it and said it and said it he has all the potential in the world he needs to learn how to make more than one read and he needs to get better at planting his feet and making accurate throws he is a fantastic scrambler and that's what we need 
that's the advantage that he gives us right now because our offensive line is not great. But he's got to work on his mechanics. He's got to get better because this is we're in a window and we have a defense. And if he doesn't get better with the ball, uh, we can't afford to turn the ball over three times every week. This is not going to happen. No, I'm not going to disagree if, with that. If we go, if we go to New Orleans or we go to LA and we do that same thing, we lose that game. Oh, for sure, for sure. I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna argue against that. But uh, I I I think that the Bears are are riding a high after beating um, what had been the uh, best best team in the NFC thus far. Uh, and I, I think that, uh, that was, that was, uh, a week of Trubisky coming off of two missing two games. Uh, he, he, they were good enough. That defense was good enough, uh, to let him shake the rust off a little bit. And, uh, I, I, I know that they still taste the bitterness of that loss in week one of the season, uh, which, which really could have set this team uh, into a, a down uh, downward spiral. However, it didn't, and and the team thank you, Nagy, shown shown a lot of resilience, and uh, and I think that um, Mitch has a lot of potential to go. Out. I think the Bears might actually crush the Packers this week, and that might be my heart thinking that. But uh, I'm hoping for it. I'm I'm taking it over on that one. And I think uh, I think I like this uh, thing we did last week where we play our uh, our our uh, our picks of the week in a in a little head to head, and I think we should keep that one going. So we'll go ahead and with if okay. you're good with that too. Yeah, we can do that. Uh, also, uh, Mike Williams just broke my heart again because uh th- he's not justin jackson no so 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 uh philip rivers throwing a touchdown hurts me and it hurts even more when it's not to justin jackson so uh i'm i'm gonna cry a little bit right now but yeah i i love doing the uh you know our plays of the week up against each other so let's make that happen yeah it's a fun little thing so uh we'll do that again um well, just want to remind everybody to get those ratings and reviews in and let us know about it, and uh, you'll be interested in entered into a contest for the first run of the Another Bad Call t-shirts, which are sure to be pretty stinking awesome. I'm excited to get one uh, made up here for, for myself and, and want to get, get some of our listeners uh, wearing that stuff and and getting the word out on the podcast as well. So, uh, yeah, the, those are going to be done by made by Leslie. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, our sister Leslie uh, has this business and she's fantastic. She does awesome work, a uh, lot of good stuff out there. So, so check her out. Uh, these shirts are going to be awesome. Guarantee you high quality. Oh, so. absolutely. If you've seen, uh, seen us on social media, you've seen our, uh, our logo. Uh, she came up with that. We're, we're super appreciative of that. You should check her out. She's a very talented artist. Um, so yeah, get get after it. Uh, JD, where can uh, people find you at on the social media? Hey, keep finding me in the usual spots at JD West twenty two on Instagram and Twitter. 
uh, hit me up. You got questions you want to argue and debate about Trubisky? Let's do it. Cool. And you can find me on Twitter at Justin M. West. On Instagram, JMW1977. Find the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Another Bad Call. Email us, Another Bad Call at gmail.com. And check out my weekly blog of my uh, cash lineup review, Another Bad Call.com. For JD, I'm Justin. Keep on listening so we can help you avoid making another bad call. <laughs>